0: good afternoon good afternoon good afternoon and welcome back you guys first and foremost i am super excited because today is tuesday and i was finally able to bring on a beautiful beautiful amazing she's like my second daughter young lady and her name is anari okay for my teen talk tuesday now today is a different topic it's something that we have not really touched bases on but it's an important factor not just From where I grew up from, which is Chicago, but all over the world, I just want to say, first of all, put the guns down. Gun violence is a, it's a very critical thing nowadays, and most people kind of like X out the fact that if it's not a bullet, it's not a problem, but this particular young lady, I've watched her growing up to be an amazing teenager. I've known her since she was about nine years old. She's beautiful inside and out. Her mom, her family, they're all just awesome people, and, uh, at about April or May of 2018, she was shot in her eye with a BB gun. And so I just wanted to bring her on my show today to talk a little bit about gun violence, how this particular incident has changed her life on so many different areas, mentally, emotionally, and just all aspects of her life. She's awesome, you guys. So you guys are going to love her. For those of you who are just tuning in, this is your girl, Chantelle Barber, The Kingdom Coach Minister, The D-A Kingdom, K-I-N-G Coach, C-O-A-C-H. Minister. I'm so excited to bring her on. So, hi, my love. Hi. I love her. Okay, so, first of all, I'm going to be studying because she is getting ready to move to Houston, Texas, right? Yes. So Nari just graduated out of the eighth grade. I love her so much. She just graduated out of the eighth grade. And um she will be living in Houston, Texas with her dad, and she'll do her four years of high school there. And we're gonna miss her. So she's hanging out with us for the weekend for a little while, trying to get her, you know, her little hangout time with all of her her peeps, you know. So she's over here hanging out with my daughter and myself on this amazing, amazing day. So let's just talk a little bit about this experience. So you were about 10 years old, right? Yes. Okay, 10 years old when you were when you were shot in your eyes. So let's, let's kind of like recap that day.
1: Um. So I was leaving. I had a babysitter at the time. And we were leaving her house. Like, my mom was picking us up. But I already knew some girls around there, like, I used to hang out with. So when I went over there, we used to go outside, and I used to hang out with these girls. And they asked my mom one day, like, can she stay with us? And she was like, yeah, because she wants to let me have some fun and I decided to stay a night with the girls. So, we had went to the store, got some snacks, and it was this, like, we was around a whole bunch of kids, so we went to one of the girls' houses to, like, go get her stuff, and we all was in the kitchen. And her soon-to-be, I I don't really remember if they ever got custody over him, but he was supposed to go live with them. And he normally played with the gun, like the BB gun around them and stuff, shoot them in their leg, and, it was a. It it wasn't on purpose. It was an accident. He was playing with it, and it like hit me, and then like it was just like oh, it was like a hot mess. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's going on? And I'm like confused because I have like blood and stuff all on my hands, and I'm just like, what just happened?
0: So when you first got struck, it was that your right eye or that your yeah, it
1: was my your right. right
0: eye. Okay, so when you first got struck with your right eye with the BB done, did you like feel? Did you blank out? Like. What was the first thing it that came? It was of- like
1: a, like I paused. I was just like I just, it was like it went out. Like you know how like like my brain went blank. Everything went blank. So like yeah, it was like I had just like passed out. But I didn't follow anything. It was just like super quiet in my mind. Okay. And then it came back, and I realized that people were just like looking like they were scared. Like my friends were scared at what they was looking at, and I'm like, what what is going on? So we ran in the bathroom. And I'm getting like tissues are trying to put it on there. Then my mom come running downstairs and she's like, what's your mom's number? I'm trying to talk and my words out. And then my mom comes and like two of my aunts was in the car and we had to race to the hospital. And I didn't know what happened from there. But then I remember getting transferred from the Danville Hospital to the uh, Champagne Hospital because I guess they could not do anything.
0: They didn't have a trauma unit yeah, to be able to help you. Yeah, they
1: didn't know what to do. So, like, I was in there for, like, an hour or two with no, nothing going on. No
0: assistance.
1: Nothing. And from it being so long that they had to do it, it caused a lot of damage in my eye from all that waiting. Okay. So when I got there, it was, like, a lot, and I didn't want to, like, move or nothing. So I was like, I just want to go to sleep. So they put me to sleep the whole time. And when I had finally <laughs> woke up, like, all my, my parents was there, and, like, my grandparents and stuff was there, and they, like, took me downstairs, and one of the nurses was, like, trying to force my eye open, but I just, like, screamed because it heard it so bad. Okay. And they had to, like, see what it was and stuff, and then they didn't really know what to do either, but patch it up and, like, give me some ointment, and they had to send me to Chicago.
0: And then from Chicago, so in the time that it was happening, like, 2018, you said about May 8th of 2018, right? Yes. How many operations have you had?
1: I had about probably four or
0: five. Four or five operations. And so as a young, beautiful woman, because you've always been a young, beautiful, and intelligent woman, how has this affected your mental stability as well as your, like, social life?
1: Um, I don't like looking at people in their face when they're talking because I feel like... Like, from my eyes shifting and it becoming going to the side of my right eye. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I look at people in their face, they can't really focus. Or, like, they probably, like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. So, I just don't look at people in their face when I'm talking to them. Or, like, when I'm, like, trying to meet people, I don't really say much. Like, it stopped me from talking a lot.
0: And being social. Yeah,
1: so I'm not a very social person. And then I didn't learn, like... From balling up all the emotions about me being mad and sad and stuff, and nobody asking questions over the years, it had made me like I don't know how to express myself
0: anymore. Okay, so you don't know how to express yourself anymore, and so do you feel like um so that was about 18, 19, 22, So about four years have come and gone since this incident that happened. So between the then and now, how are you now? How are your? How is your? You know, emotional health and your? You know your health overall as far as your whole being as a 14 year old girl and you know you're going to get into that dating stage and you're going to be probably dating eventually so how how does that how does that make you feel like
1: um at first how
0: I is your how secu- you know as far as the security your security like you know how some people can get insecure about some things how is the security of your your mindset
1: at first i was like um now that i look different from other girls i'm probably not that much of attractive anymore When I was, like, younger at the time, like, four years ago, I was like, yeah, I'm not that, like, as I used to be. Mm -hmm. But the more I got older, I realized that people were still calling me pretty and stuff like that. And when we started going back to school, because, you know, during COVID, we got out of school, Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff. So when I started going back to school, rather than people, like, in, like, fifth, sixth grade, they was, like, talking stuff about it, like, trying to bully me. But you can't really bully me because I really don't care. (laughs) So I was just, like... I wasn't, uh, how can I put this? I wasn't really, like, sure about myself at the time. Okay. But the, as the years go on, I learned how to, like, express my looks more. Like, I'm old enough to get, like, hairstyles that I want. And okay. And wear stuff. kind of
0: help
1: you, kind of, like, help, like, you, yeah, like help
0: you, like, makeup. cope with it and kind of, like, um, just accept it for what it is and be able to, like, move forward. So, in moving forward... So I know this is something that you probably won't be able to answer, but you probably will. So you've pretty much been in Danville for a very long time, pretty much your whole life, right? And so everybody in this little town is so used to you. So now you're getting ready to transfer to this big old city. Houston, Texas is huge, okay? You're going to be a freshman. So this is like freshman year, and Lord knows how freshman year is set up, okay? Coming from Illinois, little Illinois chick, you know, and going into this big city, um, and you know, with your eye and you being shot in your eye and everything like that, how do you think you're going to be able to handle a lot of the questions and pressure that's going to be coming against you? Um, I'm going to say even in that first year of high school at this, at this I, high school. I
1: really don't know, but like it was happening at school still, like just at, when we just got out of school, it was still happening in that year too, like eighth grade year. People were still having a couple questions, but, like, you're right. They had got used to it, mm-hmm. so they didn't have as many. But I feel like I might just have to, like, tell them or, like, tell them some things or, like, I don't know. I I don't know yet. Okay. I might just have to figure it out. Just figure
0: it yeah. out. So you want to just make sure that when you figure it out. So when people used to ask you, they used to become overwhelming, having yeah. to keep, like, explaining to the story, like, what happened, what happened, what happened. Like, and um, as far as... um. You sleeping at night, like, does that steal some? Did it used did to? St- did it used to? Because, see, I only can relate family when I was eight years old, I got shot, so like, I was shot in my thigh. And this is totally not about me, this is a team talk, but I can definitely relate to some of the trauma that can um happen in our lives. It when certain like things like that transpire, I was shot in my thigh, it went in and out. I was eight years old, I was sitting on my porch. That's another story for another day, but I will say that it traumatized me to a point where I was urinating on myself and I began to like my learning uh, abilities went from it shifted and I was placed into a special education class and nowadays this era kids they are like okay they know what that is they like I'm in this LD class it's kind of embarrassing but they know what it is but for me growing up I didn't have a clue as to what was going on and I was told to stay in a child's place so I couldn't ask questions so I'm just having to deal with the embarrassment and the the emotional tra- trauma that's being taken place for me. So I can definitely relate to this situation. We definitely got to do better with the gun violence. It doesn't matter if it's a, uh, a bullet gun, a BB gun, because it can still affect the person and it can affect the person and they have to deal with certain things and traumas for the rest of their lives. So when we're talking about trauma um, in the first maybe like year, do you think you suffered with any emotional trauma or any type of trauma? Um...
1: Maybe a little like I used to think about it a lot mm-hmm. and it used to just like make me cry Because like as I told you as I was screaming in champagne when we was downstairs My dad like started crying and then I used to like remember everything that was going on that day and The events and stuff like as the days was passing and it was just like I can't believe that that just happened like normally I wouldn't think that that would happen cuz I'm I'm always outside I'd be mm-hmm. having fun with people and I was just like so confused on why did it happen to me and to all kids.
0: Okay. And another thing I wanted to ask so with the four surgeries you had how many different how many times that they had to transport you and take you to different hospitals to be able to get the treatment that you need for your for your eye?
1: Probably like two.
0: Two different places. Yeah. So you went from here to Champagne, Champagne. And from Champagne?
1: To Chicago. Okay. But the Chicago had me, like, to, like, two different hospitals.
0: Okay, in the Chicagoland area.
1: Yes.
0: Okay. And so, getting all these surgeries, had had you become overwhelmed with them? And how, I mean, how gapped of that? Like, how was that a gap? Um, I
1: just had a recent one in March and, of this year. Okay, and,
0: March of this year. And why did they have to go back? What, what was the reason for that? Um,
1: the, with that, I... With uh, with the eye going outwards, I wanted to get a little more push back in. Okay. I'm not gonna ever get my vision back in right? okay. my right eye. Jesus Christ. Okay. I lost my vision, so I just wanted it to move a little more. But she said she couldn't do as much, but I had asked her to do it, so she had did it for
0: me. Okay, and, well that's a good thing. So like with your eye being so. Do you majority of the time do you keep your eye closed or can you open up your eye at all? I
1: can open it. I have it closed right now because I had an allergy reaction. Like before we got out of school.
0: Okay, and yeah, so and my face got real. Puffy. Yeah, your face got real puffy. Okay, but usually you'll have it open. But yes. you but you don't have any vision in it at all. So no. is it like a television blurry or is it just like black? it's like a black it's like a black and
1: white like if you put your hand close to
0: it i could see it moving so it's like a it's like a a tv with no antenna like the back in the day tvs with no antenna okay so it's like a shadow okay and so basically for you you have you have come to a grips of being able to know how to handle it a lot more versus when you were younger yes okay and that and that's had and that's that's a much a much better uh outlook than what happened back then so what kind of, um, you know, advice would you give somebody who, you know, may have experienced something of this nature? Because, you know, you're always um, admired, even as a little girl, like, oh, you're so pretty, you're so pretty. And then you were even explaining to me before this interview how, like, your your um, selective of friends has shifted. So let's t- talk a little bit about the, the friendship.
1: Um, Like, my friends and stuff, they they didn't, like, care about my comforts. No, like, they didn't care about bringing the boy who did it around. Like, even though I knew it was an accident, I wasn't comfortable. Because exactly. he never said sorry in person. So... I was just, like, they'd, like, say hi to him and stuff or, like, be in the area around him. And I would even tell them, like, if y'all are my friends, y'all would care about who I want to be around. Like, if you was in my shoes and this happened to you, you wouldn't want to be around that person either. Exactly. So... As we were moving, I stopped, because at first I would get dropped off with my friends and stuff like that, but I was starting to meet new people, and they cared about things like that, and they didn't hang out with these people anyway, so I'm like, might as well surround myself with better people who care about my feelings. So, yeah, I have lost a lot of friends with that.
0: Okay, okay, and so is that the only thing that kind of caused the friendships with certain individuals to shift, or... Was it any other reasons behind that, or it was only because they were bringing the guy around and it was making you feel uncomfortable, and that was really the only main reason why? Yeah, they
1: didn't like me hanging out with the
0: other girls. Okay, they didn't. Okay, well, I am so grateful on today, you guys, that my beautiful, amazing, lovely. She listen, you guys. I wish you guys could see like a picture of her, see her beautiful face. She's amazing. She's still just as beautiful and just as smart. Um, recently a graduating a honor student. Um, on top of her class, um, track star. I mean, dance star, everything superstar, you hear me, cheerleader queen, everything, you name it. She's very athletic and, and on top of everything right now, and she's doing an amazing job. I just want to inspire you on today and let you know that you are doing an amazing job and to keep pushing forward because as a woman, and you're going to develop into a woman one day, despite the fact that I didn't get shot in my face and it's not something as visual as a person to see. Being shot is not always about the visual, of what a person can see. But it's about the pain that you can sometimes endeavor on an emotional level that people don't even know like you shut down. And people don't understand that and then they want they expect you to be the same person. I could never be the same, you know what I'm saying? Because of what I've been through, until you experience that pain of being, you know, uh, a gun touching woman a part of your body, it doesn't just... Um, give you pain from the from the bullet it gives you pain on the inside because you now your mindset is totally different so i just going to keep encouraging you to move forward and continue to just you know no go for what you know uh is best and fits anari because a lot of times people can think that they know what's going on in the inside and they really don't they just want to they want to try to figure you out and i'm gonna be honest and open and transparent even parents don't always understand so we want our parents to understand how we feel and want them to understand like do you realize that this has affected my whole life, and sometimes we don't get that from our parents because we just expect them to know. But as parents, we don't always know. So, you know, sometimes we just have to be a little bit more open and transparent with them and try not to shut down as much. Now, have you ever considered therapy, or did, was it ever something that came into question? Or how did, how did did was that something that happened, or you just like, no, or it never was a conversation?
1: I wanted to do it, but I never opened my mouth to say I wanted to do it because, like, I don't know if I would actually sit there and do it. Like, the talking thing. I will probably just, like, be like, no. Shut down. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't talk for real. So, I never asked about it. So. Was it
0: ever offered to you? No. Okay. And see, that's the thing. So, like, a lot of times, us as parents, we want to speak on it. If we don't think it's necessary or if they don't speak on it. But a lot of times I think it's best that we just go ahead on and do it. We feel like it's best whether they tell us or not or whether they tell us they don't need it or not. Because um, we just have to try to do as much as we can to keep um, our children on this straight path and keep them, their emotional health and their mental health moving forward. So I just thank you so much, babe. Thank you. I love her. You guys listen 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 this is another episode of teen talk tuesday i finally got me a teen to come into the building to be able to just open up to me about some things and this conversation was tough for her but she went on and agreed to do it for me and i love her for that because once again she try she don't like to open up as much um and i i can i can understand that coming from where i came from with being shot i can understand that so i definitely is appreciative of her once again, you guys, this is your girl Chantel, Barbara, the Kingdom Coach Minister, the D-A Kingdom, K-I-N-G-D-O-M Coach, C-O-A-C-H Minister. If you guys have any prayer requests, any comments, concerns, or questions, you guys can email me. My email is in the description. If you guys want to donate to this ministry, feel free to support this ministry. Go ahead on and cash out I me. Mean, my cash app is also in the description. I love you so much, and I will talk to you later, Be blessed.